Hello, thanks for joining us on this week's episode of Wise Content Creates Wealth. You heard that content is king. Well, wise content rules the world. Wise, co wise content is content that incorporates search science, behavioral science, artificial intelligence, big data, and processes to make content that converts and better and gets more attention. I am Joseph Franklin McElroy, and I am a marketing technology expert who has built a multi-million dollar company. I'm also an award-winning content producer. Now, I coined the term wise content uh, to describe content really that is impactful and inspiring to people who encounter it, to take actions that can be as simple as the decision to buy a product or service or as complex as, complex as organizing for societal change. You know, a classic example I, be, I use is that... Uh, is the, is the re-release of the 1936 propaganda film, Reefer Madness, Madness, which you know, was, uh, was anti-marijuana in the 30s. But it was, it was re-released in the 70s, and it became a cult hit on college campuses because it was so funny. Uh, and that allowed the distribution company to expand its presence in the film world. It was a small little company nobody knew about. That distribution company was New Line Cinema, which later became responsible for runaway hits like A Nightmare on Elm Street and Lord of the Rings trilogy. So putting out a piece of content for them, which in this case is a movie, made them into a big giant business. A more recent example be, might be about how Oreo won the Super Bowl, 2013 Super Bowl with the tweet, uh, which if you look up, they basically, there was a, a blackout and they did a tweet that just showed a picture of an Oreo and said, you can still dunk in the dark. And it just went viral all over the place. Um, uh, of course, there's still the mundane, but still important examples, which would be landing pages and great content on a website that effectively get companies found or get people to convert. Many factors go into the creation of WiseCon. First and foremost, though, it's creators. They must understand the needs and desires of their audiences. And this requires careful analysis and use of data and tools. Uh, and in this day and age, there's a lot of AI tools that we'll be talking about later to inform decisions about what to create and how to promote it. Other knowledge, tools, and tactics such as behavioral science, artificial intelligence, semantic research, and even co-creation with influencers can have a meaningful impact on the content produced and its resulting effectiveness. Uh, these, these tools and, and, and knowledge can also dynamically change co co wise content and personalize it for more effective results. The, the, the whole world of content is dramatically changing and is changing fast. So armed with knowledge and tools, creators can produce wise content and place themselves in a strong position to build on that content success. So that's why I created this, wise, this, uh, this podcast, to investigate the people, science, techniques, stories, case studies, and tools of wise content. Um, in my own career, uh, you know, to give you some examples, I've had one piece of content bring me a seven-figure client. Just one, uh, one blog post I put up, and it brought me a seven-figure client, and it was seven, seven figures for eight years. I've had one piece of content go viral and get me known as an artist with work now in museums. I have had one piece of content get featured as poetry on the Jumbotron in Times Squares. 
And I've had one tweet get 50,000 signups for a startup within one hour and crash their servers because so many people were coming there. I have built my career on these moments of wise content. Now, I am a home run hitter, hitter type of guy, so that's what I do. But I know that actually singles wins the season. You can't always depend upon getting home runs like that all the time. So you have to have good practice content being produced uh, in a smart way, wise content uh, all the time. That's getting the small wins. So I've taken my knowledge and then found skilled professionals to form a company called Galileo Tech Media. We focus on travel and destination companies, multiple location companies, B2B and e-commerce. And our top services are wise content, smart search engine optimization, website monetization, and digital PR, uh, which includes podcasting. Read more about us at galileotechmedia.com and sign up for our newsletter so that you can know what we're doing and what's coming down the pike in terms of these podcasts and webinars and things that we might do. Today, we're going to talk about who can create optimized content and why that answer might be everyone. Uh, But first, I got a little news. Google has announced that third-party cookies won't be depreciated in Chrome until late 2023. Uh, It has moved back its timeline to block third-party cookies in Chrome uh, with with an announcement essentially yesterday morning. Um, And this allows for more community input and also big companies. Other big companies want to have a say in what's going on. Uh, and it's, uh, so they're going to actually do it in two stages starting late 2022, uh, after some testing of the new changes and things they're planning to do, they will, uh, they will, they will, uh, start having a time where people can migrate their services, but they'll have sort of a balanced approach. And then, uh, then in stage two, they're going to just phase out all those third party cookies. Now, why is that important uh, for me to mention besides just as a business matter? You know, if you're doing paid advertising, you need, need to know that's coming down the pike. But, you know, I think that, um, you know, third-party cookies allow you, there to be a lot of information about what, who are, who's coming to your site and why they're there. Uh, to get third-party data to fill in people's, what their, perhaps their intent is and things like that when you're marketing. Without a, a much, as much of that information, you know, you're going to have to rely more on content. What is the content people are looking at? Why, you know, what would be the, the purpose of them looking at that content? What's the search terms that maybe they got there? You content and understanding why is content is going to become even more important because of this. And that's my opinion. So anyway, um, I was going to mention another thing I think is important um, is uh, how do you spot possible home run opportunities. And I was actually looking around today uh, for, for various reasons. I was looking for something stuff related to cat food. And I, um, I, I, I remembered a time when I was looking to um, um, somebody was wanting to sell cat food in the store, in their stores. And I remember a time when Waleda, which is a beauty products man came to me and asked that they needed that they needed to increase their sales in, um, in uh, target stores. And I found that at the time, Target hasn't, hadn't really well optimized for coupons. So I just optimized for Target coupons, got the number one position, and had a page that just had the coupons for Waleda products that could be downloaded and printed that they could only redeem in the store. And we increased Waleda's uh, um, 
you know, uh, in-store sales by about 10%. And they got to keep their, their, store, their products in there. And that was sort of a home run for me. Now, I don't know if those kind of big home runs are, are, are now available because, you know, people are optimizing for coupons. But I look for coupons for cat food. On, on Google. And, I, and when I looked in the keyword planner, which told me that they're still pretty, there's significant search just for that specific term. And if you go through all the variations on that, there's thousands and thousands of searches monthly for that. But when I looked for the search on that, a page came up that there was no ads on. So nobody's paying to advertise for coupons. And the ter- first two positions were held by, um, by Perina, which means that the other big companies are not really even paying attention to it. They're way down the, the, the page. And then there was a, there was a, uh, a little site. Uh, well, it's not that little. It's a coupon site that was there uh, that had a number three page. It was, it was a, recently, uh, a reasonably ranked coupon site, but the page that was ranking w- was not particularly a powerful page. So that third position in my book is wide open. And if you are a brand, I would say even the position two or one, you could be in the game because if Perina has both of those top two and you're a big brand, you probably can capture one of those. Um, so, you know, that is, that's the type of opportunities you want to look for uh, in, in developing wise content to see where you can actually build a business uh, in, in, uh, in, in what you're doing. So somebody might know a little bit about this in the SEO space is, is uh, Michal Suski. Michal Suski is an SEO specialist and co-founder of Surfer, the content intelligent tool for SEO and content marketing. Marketing. He has been evangelizing the product and data-driven optimum approach ever, optimization approach ever since. Hello, Michal. Hey, hey, thanks for having me. It's a big pleasure for me to be with you today. Oh, I'm so glad that you agreed to come on the show. So you now I was looking at your uh, past, and you actually have a, a master's in forestry, right? Yes, so I do. I, how, I did did you go, how did you go from forestry to SEO? <laughs> by, definitely by accident. Like I, I found a job during uh, the end of the master's degree that was quality assurance. So I was testing software uh, in the meantime, and it took me like a couple of years there to um, master how the software is built from like from inside. And that was actually super helpful for me to change uh, the job uh, to starting a SEO position because my friend, he was running the agency and the agency was established in a small village, 300 people living there can you imagine oh, and wow. the SEO agency uh built inside this village and he was basically looking for people he knew that can learn so relatively smart people that can accommodate to new environment and at some point in the past he basically asked me hey do you want to try i said like whatever is it just share me share with me some information what is seo and uh, what i'm going to do and he 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 sent me a video of josh bashinsky sharing his 2016 seo ultimate guides three hour long you know uh, kind of thing and that's how it all started well, that's fabulous. That's a good. That's a good origin story. <laughs> we all gonna have our origin story, you know. Uh, uh, so, uh, so you, um, 
So you formed then you you formed a company with your brother. Is your brother also an SEO? Um, he he was a developer at the time, uh, uh -huh. and uh, like we were struggling in this agency. Can you imagine with hiring people? Like there's no one on the market. You look to the left, <laughs> you look to the right. There's no one who is experienced in SEO. There is no more friends and family to hire. Uh, and it was like okay, it's time to scale up. But when we cannot scale up the manpower, it's time to scale up the processes. So we build an internal tool that was like the Surfer Alpha. It was a different name and well, written in PHP. But in general, uh, the principles were similar to do reverse engineering on content. And we built it for the agency and it turned out great i mean it worked for the agency it allowed us to scale up and then my brother jumped in he was super he is a super skilled developer uh that helped us build the proper prototype that we went beta uh on global market and that was the the the, the biggest moment in my life i think regarding the career uh when when it all started like we three of us myself, uh, Slavek Tchaikovsky, the agency's owner, and my brother, we founded a team of three that started building Surfer as a side project. So uh, that was validated idea. All right, great. So when we come back, we'll find out more about Surfer and what it does, all right? And what uh, you think about SEO. <laughs> yeah, so uh, it's... it's this, we're going to break right now. We're going to a break right now. This is Joseph Franklin McElroy back with the Wise Content Creates Wealth podcast. And my guest, Michal Suski of Surfer. So, uh, Michal, you know, when I was, uh, my wife was listening to my podcast the other day, she, she told me later, said, you know, sometimes you guys talk about acronyms and things that don't really know what they, they mean. Now, she knows what SEO, but she said, you, she, you should tell you listeners what, what various things mean. So I want to tell the listeners that SEO means search engine optimization. And it's about um, the, the, the practices that you need to, the, that you need to do, the, the science and art of getting uh, content on your website to show up in the search engines and ideally to show up in the search engines near the top of the search results so that you can get traffic and get business. Do you agree with that? 100%, 100%. Yeah. And now I adjusted my definition of what Surfer does to help increase these positions. Thanks. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, and you know, I think it also encompasses actually what happens when people land on your site um, and, you know, um, and lands on the content and, you know, encompasses that content actually being converting them into some sort of, uh, potential customer journey. Uh, so, uh, you know, SEO merges into something called inbound marketing, which merges into something called content marketing, which merges into something called digital public relations. So the lines between all these practices are hard to define and it, uh, and it, it really is dependent upon, uh, you know, who you're talking to. Now, you, you have trained hundreds 
of SEOs and copywriters and marketers. When did you do that? And what do you think was the best way that they found to learn it? Um, on the webinars, I think, like I've hosted a couple of hundreds of one-to-one -one demos, but the most impactful were webinars that people joined to see tools in action. That was the most successful type of webinar when we've been, myself and my guests, we've been analyzing pages from the internet, trying to find what's wrong with help of the tools and show on a real life example how this knowledge can be uh, used in listeners' cases. Because it's kind of like, it's the same stuff over and over. Like, Page is not touching all of the topics that are required to present the whole story. Or page is too slow to load and that drags it down. Or it is not uh, styled properly so you land on some sort of huge image that tells you nothing and you have to scroll down and scroll again to get the value. So these common mistakes were... Uh, highlighted and explained why are they mistakes what can it cause and so on and so forth so well yeah that was the webinars and the demos the most impactful things to teach people well and you're actually sitting in your webinar cave right now right <laughs> yeah absolutely yeah it looks like a good cave for it uh so you know, we, before the break, we were talking about, you know, you hit this moment of uh, aha, we got a product that has some uh, potential. You made a beta and you and the agency owner and your brother uh, decided to form Surfer. So you went from an agency to a product. What does that tra transformation from agency to product look like? Yeah, I really like this, this definition of agency turned SaaS. And uh, the transformation, well, it is extremely hard because you have this transition period. It's not one day. It's not one week. It's at least half a year. For me, that was even a year as I was head of SEO, so involved in many businesses, many clients right here in the office and also doing the site project there. So it took us almost forever to move from our daily tasks in agency to focus 100% on the product. That was almost a year since we started beta and moved to like full-time job almost a year after. That that was crazy ride, but totally worth it. Did you did you uh, did you transition your agency clients to the the new platform or did you lose them? Uh, the agency is still up and running. Oh, really? Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So uh, we basically left the right people in the agency so they can handle. And they took over great, probably even better than when we were doing it. Uh, so, yeah, really uh, great to see that they just built a new office. I'm sitting in a new office of that agency that was first at the attic of this of my CEO, uh, you know, uh, home. Uh -huh. so, uh, a lot has changed uh, yeah. since uh, since we left the agency. So it's just great to see uh, the positive impact. So, so all, all, almost all SaaS products are data driven, right? So, 
Uh, and I think you mentioned data-driven when we were talking about it. What does it mean to be data-driven? In, in, in this case, it is about making uh, decisions based on data. Like SEO is considered as a magician is hitting some uh, some some keys on the keyboard and doing some magic stuff and boom, base ranks better and not anymore. The guesswork is removed with the data-driven approach. So you know that the content should be long form or short form, that the content should touch these, these and that topic or should be like a short definition and so on. And it means to be data-driven. Uh, and in our case, uh, it is picking the brain of the biggest algorithm we can uh, we can imagine, which is Google algorithm, as uh, the principle of Surfer is to reverse engineer Google's algorithm. And you mentioned these behavioral signals, satisfaction, uh, the content that is really created for people so it keeps the high positions uh, for, for, for years and Google measures it really in, in detail like if people like the content uh, if it's the best answer and so on uh, and when you uh, take the, the output of that algorithm you can find out what are the common elements of pages that are being rewarded by this algorithm. Of course, there are like thousands of adjustment knobs in there and machine mm-hmm. learning and even knobs that are turning themselves based on data. So it's kind of, uh, we are not able to absolutely, I mean, completely reverse engineer it, yet uh, we can help ourselves with the output to create our output to be better for both people and the algorithm to satisfy both parties. Well, that, you know, and I, I agree that 90, 90% of uh, the, what was done for SEO uh, is, is totally, you know, predictable. You know, the thing that I, um, I, I question in my experience has shown is, is that there's, there's some, there's some things that Google doesn't know. For example, uh, I, I do something called, I, I research academic studies called memorable tourism experiences, right? And, and, and they haven't been really commercialized, the concept of memorable tourism experience, and I've been experiment, experimenting with it. And it's a way to use emotional fi- fi- signals that are particular to travel that make people have a memorable experience, right? And, and, they, and they found that anticipation, you know, makes the experience more memorable. So, Doing words that, you know, build anticipation for particular emotional experiences, like it could be hedonism, it could be refreshment, it could be interaction with local culture, things like that, is something that many, many and most travel uh, writing and content is not done, all right? They, they more follow the traditional, either trying to be viral, which is, you know, 10 top things to do, the, you know, things like that, or they're trying to be, you know, uh, you know, full of data to get shares. Um, and the thing that we found is, is if you also concentrate on building anticipation for memorable experiences, you get higher click-through rates. And then that translates into higher user engagement, which of course then helps you rank higher in the search engines. But there's nothing right now as of yet 
that will tell you, oh, you should use, you know, there's not enough data out there of people doing this sort of thing to say you should use these types of memorable experiences. So the, so the point is, is that things that are new in terms of behavioral science, things that are new in terms of that are come out discoveries, people have not incorporated that into content on a mass scale. So Google can't discover it, right? Yeah, that's true. I mean, uh, we, we only have the information that is already there. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, it helps us with this initial stage. Like, you cannot do everything with reverse engineering. There is always needed a mix of creative yeah. and, uh, like, uh, art in content creation. And our task on Surfersend is to make it readable for Googlebot so you can actually have real readers from organic if you combine it with with the creativeness and the nature of of, of people in general mm -hmm. now you talk about the democratization of data-driven approach what do you mean by that it's like allowing people to get assumptions based on data without actually getting the data so mm -hmm. uh data acquisition it is really hard i had hard times in data acquisition we've been doing it all manually and uh Presenting it in a consumable way to the people is what I call democratization of data-driven. Okay, cool. All right, we're going to take a break. Uh, when we come back, I'm going to find out if you think content really matters for SEO. This is Joseph Franklin McElroy, back with the Wise Content Creates Wealth podcast, and my guest, Mihel Suski. So, uh, Mihel, does content still matter in SEO? Well, I, 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 I heard a quote from Kyle Roof. Uh, he's actually running a competitor's business uh, to surfer, but this quote is brilliant. You can't run a page that doesn't exist. Yes. And that sums it up. <laughs> Uh, really, uh, so the the content is required to become noticed in a organic search. If you have a one pager that just mentioned your telephone number and your name, you won't be found in any other way than by your name or the telephone number. Mm -hmm. Well, you know, I, uh, I, you know, I, of course, you know, I agree with that, and you know, and, and you, it's funny you mentioned that because I was thinking. That a lot of people, when they have multiple store locations and things like that, they don't create store. They don't create content for every one of those stores. They just list telephone numbers and and addresses and think that's going to work. No, you have to create content for each store, and then you get ranked for the uh, the, the store. You know, for each store for relative information. So, um, so what do you think? What has changed most in the five years about content? Last five years about content. Um, content wasn't that valuable five years ago when i was joining uh the seo industry it relied 90 percent on links it was like well link building everywhere and the only content optimization where relate was related to meta tags yeah like, to take the title of the page and put a keyword inside and maybe put it here and there and that's it let's do links 90 percent of the time and now and during these five years, there was a huge shift 
and a huge movement even that you can run without links. You can have a website that has no history, no backlinks pointing to it, yet still uh, fulfill a small niche that can be profitable and can be ranked with just content. So uh, in the past, that wasn't possible. I think that I, I agree with you that you can do it without links, but you do have to have traffic, right? So you have to get traffic somewhere. Without traffic, you can't get ranked. So, you know, we do things like syndication networks, you know, to mm -hmm. get traffic sometimes. So you can do it without links, but you do have to have traffic. Um, why, um, why is topical relevance of the website uh, as equally important to well-optimized uh, creative piece of content? Why is it, why is it topical, topical relevance? So we have, in general, we can consider uh, a website on two levels. Like one level is the particular, particular URL that we are trying to optimize so it answers all the question within the specific uh, keywords that we are covering, like best running shoes. So we explain what are they, how to choose them and so on and so forth. That's, that's on the URL level. But a lot of people forget that you have to build trustworthiness by becoming an expert in specific industry. If you are explaining running shoes, cover all of the aspects. And that's the topical relevance of the domain. So uh, you are not only um, reviewing the shoes that make you money, but you also review injuries in running. You also review like what to do with the knee pain and why is running on the, on the tarmac different than running on the grass and so on and so forth. And the topical relevance makes Google think, all right, this website is really a trustworthy and complete source of knowledge about shoes. So I will rank it higher because they are not only one URL and that's it about shoes. They are complex. Mm -hmm. So you mentioned uh, when we were talking uh, earlier about a snowball effect. How does that fuel? You know, can you say what that is and how it's fueled by content? That's, that's exactly uh, going for fulfilling the whole niche to making the topical relevance to the maximum. So covering all of the topics in the niche and a snowball effect can be created within the smallest niche you can imagine. And of course you start small, but you grow big. Like I have a friend who runs a website about gardening, but not the gardening in general but organic gardening. So he niched down to the, to the bare minimum and he's covering only topics related stri strictly to organic gardening. And he achieved this goal of creating the snowball effect by taking over the whole organic gardening niche. And from now on, he can climb to broader topics about gardening. So you have to start small and cover the whole thing, like uh, these uh, big fish in a small pond. Yeah. This is the snowball effect. If you have this approach, you can create the snowball effect, which is actually growing organic traffic constantly. It's a, it's a little bit like a military campaign. You conquer the territory you can conquer with the resources you have, and then you use the land that you can conquer to fuel uh, finances so that you can go bigger. 100%, uh, like a video game. 
So let's talk about your software. Uh, you, uh, what, what, uh, what does Surfer do? What kind of features does it have? Well, it, it does a bunch of things. It's, it started as the SEO tool for experts, uh, but we are moving towards democratization of this data-driven approach to content. So I will just mention essentials, which is the streamlined process of determining the topics that you should be covering to build this expertise in a niche and then executing that strategy with a data-driven approach, which is more or less analyzing pages that are currently being rewarded by Google, finding out why are they being rewarded and replicating the best practices they have specifically for their keywords in today in your location so you are really specific and real time and you are creating the best content you can for today and the days that are go coming so that's what surfer does well this streamlined process ideation to execution that's fabulous and i see that you have a content editor a content planner a serp analyzer serp stands for search engines results page analyzer. So it analyzes who's in the results. You have an SEO audit tool, a keyword research tool, something called Keyword Surfer and a content editor extension. What are those two? Um, in general, I would like to focus just on those that are the most important for everyone right. listening as today. That will be the content editor for the execution. So you basically type like in Google Docs, and you see on the right-hand side words and phrases that should be included, topics that should be covered, and guidelines that you have made, like 1,000 words long, because, not out of the blue, not because it is a general practice, but because pages that are currently ranking for your target keywords have this amount of content, so you have to align with them. Uh, and the content planner, the tool that will tell you about all of the topics your competitors cover in the niche so you can uh, determine quickly the gap between your current situation and the best state of a page that cover, covers all of the topics in specific niche. And if you are on the finished state of the content planner, you've got the snowball effect if you did the job right. The other tools are for experts, and I will keep them kind of secret. <laughs> want to keep them secret, but people can use them, right? Uh, of course, of course. Yeah. Uh, uh, well, I mean, I think an SEO audit is an important tool to be aware of, is you know, because you have to know technically if your site technically doesn't work. Yeah, well, yeah then so you're you're not going to succeed in the search engines at all. The audit is there to help you after the publication. So when you yeah. got the content, when you landed on the page, it will, for example, tell you if it's still missing something because we have the content created in Google Docs and it's just the plain content. And we have the content that is actually on a published website and you can have a template injecting some stuff here and there. You can have a like footer stuff, sidebars, pop-ups, and many different things. And the content that seem to be optimized in Google Docs becomes really diluted. Oops.
Lost you for a second. Oh, you're back. Uh, All right. Yeah, yeah. I, that that's the that's the storm. Like, I, it's a really stormy day here in Poland today. So sorry for inconvenience. Uh, yet I cannot do anything about it. Unfortunately, <laughs> you don't have a you don't have a lightning analyzer in your product. No, uh, no, no. <laughs> so, uh, so. Um, what what is the most what is the most common misconception somebody might have about surfer when they're coming to it mm, that it will do the job for for the people in general it's not an autopilot it's okay. uh, it's a tool that gathers data and leaves you with making the decision what i'm going to do next and uh, sometimes people want uh want us to generate the content to uh, like create a page for them. That's not going to happen. You'll get the guidelines, you'll get the topics, words and phrases to include, but the writing and the creative part is on you. Uh, it's not like AI automation generation and so on. And what uh, what are the most common mistakes people have when they use the server? When they you, try they too do? hard. They try too hard. Yeah, uh, like we have this metric content score that is there to help you estimate you are if you are doing a good job. Uh -huh. And they literally want one hundred percent score, <laughs> uh, which is you can imagine like having three thousand words long article with so many dependencies inside and trying to get this one percent uh it takes them sometimes hours and instead of doing this uh my go-to strategy is to create another article for article for 75 percent of content score instead of chasing the one percent because this way you will build topical relevance the content is already better than anyone in the top 10. so uh yeah the chasing the content score too hard is is the biggest mistake all right cool well when we come back we'll finish up with uh, how you fit in the industry all right sure hello this is joseph franklin mcelroy back with the wise content Creates Wealth podcast and my guest Mihal Suski. So Mihal, uh, you know there's a, there's starting to be a little bit of a uh, you know marketplace of AI tools and even some of the uh, enterprise uh, systems like Bright Edge have a lot of AI in there. What makes uh, Surfer stand out? I I feel like the approach. Uh that we have to this streamlined content creation process. Like uh, we try to wrap it up in some sort of an SOP for building an authority website from the topical relevance point of view. And I feel like this is the biggest differentiator for certain. Oops, lost you. Yeah, lightning strike again. Uh, I'm assuming he'll be back in just a second. I was so, I saw in a recent uh, uh, article that they actually compared well against uh, multiple um, um, 
multiple uh, platforms and, and they were, I think you won an award recently, right? For being one of the top platforms. Um, I lost you for a second. I, well, I was just, while you were gone, I was just mentioning, I've seen an article where you had been compared against a, a lot of different SEO platforms and you had been one of the top three. All right. Oh, so, nice. Yeah. Um, yeah. In general, we, we are getting traction. Uh, there is like over 5,000 people uh, using it on daily basis, which is I'm, I'm super proud of. Uh, so, well, it becomes an industry standard. And for me, if you are producing content without any tool that helps you find out what to write about to satisfy the real demand, of both users and Google, if you want the organic traffic, you are losing money. Like we've been, we've been hiring some professional content writers that costed us like three grand per big article. Maybe, maybe a lot, maybe not in general. For me, that's quite a lot, three grand for an article. And imagine that someone is paying three grand for an article that is not being SEO optimized at all. Yeah. And, uh, the SEO optimization uh, using Surfer, for example, is 99 a, a month. And if you are paying 3K for an article, then why not adding this cutting edge technology to the stack so the article can actually attract people from organic traffic? Mm-hmm. That, that's, that's kind of the thing. Would you say the, the content editor is the feature that is most attractive to your clients? And, and, and there's, you know, there's always a feature that brings people in and then they discover the other things. 100%. It's, right. it's the most advanced writing assistant on the web uh, that uh, like we have origins in SEO really deep data analysis and we transferred these deep data analysis into something actionable for the writers and you mentioned with the title of these of this episode about who can write as seo optimized content and why everyone because of content editor this is a tool that uh turns writer into seo writer without any extra like learning curve and requirements you basically get the guidelines that like i've been creating these guidelines manually and tons of seo do it still manually so they analyze the top 10 pages they check the commonalities they try to find out these words and phrases that should be present on the page it takes hours and it is called super advanced you know guidelines for content writers brief creation and so on while you can have it in one click without any knowledge the only thing you have to know is to what to write about what's the niche so yeah that's the that's the content editor tool and it's great i mean i think it's a i mean there's several tools out there i've interviewed a few others here uh, I think you guys are doing a pretty a good job. I think the challenge for you is, is that Google doesn't change the world underneath your feet, right? <laughs> let's, Which see, is, let's see how it goes. Uh, today they messed with us uh, with the G, like we have some servers on GCP, and they w- were down for a couple of hours. So our newest feature that actually incorporates AI in terms of outline of the article creation that is generated with AI, it was down for a couple of hours just because of Google GCP platform down. Yeah. 
Well, even the, you know, the, the fact of the matter is, is Google, you know, it's, it's been the, it's been the bane of SEO's existence from the beginning as they change their algorithms. So, you know, if they, uh, if they change their algorithms yet again, you know, then, uh, you know, then you have to keep ahead of that. So it's not really escaping that, uh, that, uh, that treadmill that we've all been on for a long time. You know what? Uh, there are algorithms that are bold, big algorithms. But in fact, Google is rolling updates every day. The results are so volatile. Like, what has changed in five years? Five years ago, there was an update uh, once a year or twice a year, and that's it. Yeah. And now, the results are so volatile that to be up to date constantly, you have to uh, analyze the top pages every quarter or even every month in competitive niches to see if there is anything new that you should add to your content to stay on top and stay on the forefront. Well, cool. So what is the, what's the, what's the future for your, uh, for your product? Yeah. Future plans. So everyone on the web creates content with a tool. That's, that's the goal. Like, to make it affordable for everyone. Like there's a blogger who writes a few pieces a month. Why can't he get organic traffic? Why can't he get or she get organic traffic? That's the goal. And it is combined with create, like we have a lot of bricks and we have to create some mortar to join them into one process that will take your domain from the place where it is right now and create a map step-by-step, step, write this, optimize that, add internal links here and there. And it will take you to your ideal uh, structure that the snowball effect is real. So that's the goal to democratize that knowledge. So uh, how, how do, uh, what's your URL for Surfer again? It's, it's surferseo.com. Surferseo.com. And how do people follow you? I believe on LinkedIn or on Facebook. Uh, actually, I lost being private on, on Facebook already. So yes. uh, it's totally business tool for me. So you can feel free to add me as a friend on Facebook. I accept everyone because, well, that, 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 that's part of my job. So and, and your name is spelled M-I-C-H-A-L-S-U-S-K-I. So if somebody wants to look you up, they can find you there. Right? Exactly. Cool. Well, thank you for being on our show. Um, after this, we're actually uh, we're going to film a demo of the tool, and we're going to put that up on YouTube. So you can go to YouTube and look for Wise Content Creates Wealth Channel, and there will be a demo probably a week in about a week after this uh, podcast. Uh, so you can actually see a demo of the product. Um, I'm on the TalkRadio.nyc network. I want to recommend that uh, there's some really great shows on this network, all live. Uh, the one uh, uh, I think that uh, precedes this is, uh, is called uh, is by Jeremiah Fox, and it's called Entrepreneurial Web. I think it's a really great uh, show to watch. Next time, come an hour early and listen to that uh, show. I also run another podcast, uh, Gateway to the Smokies, which demonstrates uh, our interest in destination marketing and markets my uh, resort in the Smoky Mountains, North Carolina, called the Middle Arc Motel. My company is Galileo Tech Media. You can find out more about us at GalileoTechMedia.com. Uh, and we, we are uh, a very advanced, wise content 
smart SEO uh, team working on destination marketing, um, real estate, and multi-location businesses. You can find this podcast on wisecontentcreateswealth.com. It's streamed live on uh, talkradio.nyc. The Zoom Zoom with the videos also streamed live on Facebook, both on the talkradio.nyc's Facebook page and facebook.com slash wisecontentcreateswealth Facebook page. Um, and every week, uh, Fridays from one to uh, from one to two, we have another episode. So I look forward to seeing you uh, here, uh, being here next week, next week to provide you with some more interesting uh, insights into wise content. Thank you very much. Thank you.